Hello and welcome to this week's Suffolk Money podcast supported by Kingsfleet. Uh, my new co-presenter, Leslie Dolphin, has been to one of our beautiful market towns, steeped in history, famous for its silk, and one of this country's finest painters. But as you'll hear, this isn't just about the past, it's very much about the future, and how more than £4 million has given one of the town's prized assets a stunning new look. I'll let Leslie take up the story. I'm really excited because uh, I have uh, headed to Sudbury today and I've come to Gainsborough's house which has been absolutely transformed. Uh, opened again after the development in December and this is my uh, first chance to have a look round. With us today is the director of Gainsborough's house, Mark Bills. So Mark, we're standing in front of a huge window uh, looking out over, over a scene that Gainsborough would have seen. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things that was important to the project is, is of course, one of the great things about Sudbury and the sense of place is that landscape and the landscape that Gainsborough himself loved so much. So how do we get that landscape into the building? And how we've done that, one of the ways is this huge panoramic window so all visitors can come up from a really great vantage point and see the landscape that Gainsborough himself knew so well. And in the distance, you can see the spot where Mr and Mrs Andrews was painted, which is fantastic, but also the house where he was born and lived as a child and his mulberry tree. Uh, and if people haven't seen it, they, they really should. And, and this, uh, I know you describe it as a national museum. So here in Suffolk, we've got Gainsborough's National Museum. It's exciting, isn't it? It is, and that's the thing. So every time people, we've got more than 42 Gainsboroughs on display at the moment, so there's always a lot of Gainsboroughs. But it's not just Gainsborough too. Other artists who are associated with Suffolk, like Cedric Morris, John Constable, but also lots of temporary exhibitions as well. So we're really a sort of cultural centre, but at, at its heart, we're the National Centre for Gainsborough. You still have hair. They've been behind this. <laughs> just, just. Because <laughs> <laughs> this must have been... I mean, was it a dream that you've seen it, through to fruition? It, it, it Very much so. It's been a decade, really, since first coming here. And the house itself had... You know, we, we, we were in a risk. It was really a... Um, um, a, a, a museum and building at risk and, and actually thanks to the lottery and thanks to all the support and the team and everything, it's now a vibrant place really going forward and, and, and an exciting place and, and something that I do believe is tr transformational. It's, it's hugely, it's a real privilege to be able to, an enjoyable thing to be working as part of that and actually yes to develop a vision and for that and to see it come to fruition but the best thing of course is to see as we speak here you know, visitors coming in and, and out which is the thing because actually they're the real vindication, people, people are loving it. And just into February, and you're getting people coming in, and as I was walking in, there were people saying, oh, we're here, we're going to go to the ca cafe first. And as you've shown me around, lots of visitors. Lots of visitors, and, and you're right, January is of dead, the, the deadest month usually for us. Um, and, um, well, it, we hope it's the deadest month for us this year because uh -huh. the numbers have been so good that they're even better in summer. So, no, it's, been, it's fantastic to see because, you know, that's what makes us alive. It's, it's all about people at the end. 
of the day. We're in a lovely big building with phenomenal brickwork on the outside. Looking down, you've got you've got the original house, which is the yellow house there, which is part and parcel as a shop. You've even got a crinkle crankle wall. Yeah, no, crinkle crankle wall. Of course, you know people. It's, it's um, very very much um, associated with this region, and we had to have one. And that was one of the things that went into the architect's brief was um, because we we wanted local brick made by Bulmer Brick, which is just five minutes down the road. And so we, we couldn't insist what they built the building of, but we could say you need to build a crinkle cranker wall and it needs to be Bulmer Brick. In the end, the architects designed brick covering the whole building, which is fantastic. So the whole building itself in places like that is a celebration of kind of great local um, um, you know, uh, heritage industries. The, we've got Suffolk Flint, we've got... Suffolk silk on the walls of the Gainsborough Gallery. We've got Bulmer brick everywhere, and uh, and local furniture makers. So that's really important. It's celebrating it, you know, in the key places. We've got got local and actually show people how great they are. So so why is Gainsborough so important? I, mean, I think we've heard of Constable and Gainsborough, haven't we? But but tell me more about him. Well, I think Gainsborough. I mean, we forget because because you've got to remember when Gainsborough was born what the state of painting was in Britain, particularly landscape painting and portrait painting degree, it was all really foreign artists on the whole. Were, there, were, um, there were exceptions, but that was it. Dutch artists, you know. I mean, I, I used to work at the Museum of London and, and all the pictures of the Great Fire were by Dutch artists. They weren't by British artists, you know. And, and, and you know, the British School of Painting and British Painters was really infancy when Gainsborough started because by the time he died... Portraiture had been completely transformed. Landscape painting had been transformed. And he was one of those leading figures, you know, who did that. So he, he had an amazing impact on the art world and, and British art world. But, and as well, but for me, I think, and still why today, is because they're still alive. You can still look at the pictures of the people. They're dogs that still seem to be very real and you can imagine that they're, they're, they're personalities. They're not, you know... We've often seen lines of kind of mares who look... Like you know, <laughs> that they've kind of not alive really, or very difficult. But but um, they but with with Gainsborough, you know, they're still even if we don't know much about the city, you get an idea who the personality is from looking at their faces. Gainsborough had this enormous ability, and within his landscape, his absolute love of painting the landscape and his love of landscape and his love to be in the landscape, you know, which he d didn't do uh, uh, as often as he would have liked. I think, yeah. So a chance, really, to sing and shout about him and to let everybody know about his work and, and about Suffolk, in a way, because this is fantastic for the county. It is, I mean, I think that's the thing. We, you know, we want to show Gainsborough at his best, so we show him within an art gallery and within the house, so in two different contexts. And that's the thing, I think, the whole experience, though, is about sense of place, you know, that's the thing. And I always thought, coming here, that although there were things were in a very difficult state... Um, very much, you know, the, 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 but it had, but it, it was in this great place, you know, and we had this great artist and everything around, it just, that was the thing, you know, and what we've done, I believe, is to bring out what's here. We've not imposed anything on it. It's, it's drawing the best of what's here and showcasing that, and that's what it's about. It wouldn't have worked otherwise. You know, it has to be about um, what's special about it, and the special about it is that sense of place. Looking out of the window down there is this uh, really old tree. Should we go and sit by it? But it's a, it's a mulberry tree and that's the link with silk. So we'll find out more in a minute.
Um, so we, we've just moved from uh, the, the brand new building and looking out of that great big window across Gainsborough's house and the cafe and into the garden. Uh, we're now standing in front of the big, really old mulberry tree. We've got the crinkle crankle wall to one side, the lovely new building with the brick inside and then Gainsborough's house on the other. I'm Leslie Dolphin. This is the Suffolk Money podcast supported by Kingsfleet and our guest today, Mark Bills, who is the director of Gainsborough's house. So, so Mark, tell, tell me about this mulberry tree. Well, this tree, according to records, is around 400 years old. So it was here when Gainsborough was a boy and lived here, and we like to think that he played on it as a boy. And it's, um, it still produces loads of fruit, and we make jam from it every year. And um, so we have patrons of Gainsborough's house who help to support us, and they get a jar of jam from the tree every year. So it's an important thing. We protected it when, it be- when we were a building site because you think it would be a very bad omen if anything happened to the tree. I, I, and you've already mentioned that you've got strong links with the silk industry here in Sudbury. I mean, uh, that, that's another amazing story for Sudbury, isn't it? So it makes the town, it makes you realise what an important town it is. It's a very important town and got unique things. You know, there are hundreds of thousands probably market towns in the country. But Sudbury's special because of Gainsborough and silk. You know, they're the two things nationally that are really interesting. And, 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 and of course, silkworms like mulberries, um, although... You know, it would not. This tree would not support the the um, Sudbury silk industry, um, but but it is. It's a nice link. It's a it is a nice link that the the two are. And Gainsboroughs were a weaving family, um, so that's also a nice link. And we have a silk gallery too to really to showcase, um, you know, how fabulous the, the silk is in Sudbury. So, so tell me about you, because people, if, if people have been listening for the last 10 minutes or so, they might have picked up that you say Bath and Path, and yeah. uh, you're not exactly local, although you still live, you live here now, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I lived, I've lived here. We've moved here uh, for Gainsborough's house, and I've lived, um, lived here and very much enjoying living here. And, um, but, yeah, I'm from Yorkshire originally, so I still, um, you know, have flat A's. I say castle and things like that, yeah, <laughs> and still. I I'm never going to lose that. And, um, but, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's been a fantastic place to live in the last, and work in the last ten years. So, so, so what got you applying for the job at Gainsborough's house, unless you were headhunted and brought here? I mean, is, is Gainsborough a hero of yours? Uh, G- Gainsborough is. He's one of the great heroes of anybody who, who likes art, and British art in particular. You know, Gainsborough's up there. He's, got, he's a big hero. So what a privilege to work with Gainsborough and to bring all these things. Also, I like a challenge as well. <laughs> and um, the thing was, and the, because... It, you know, it has this fantastic potential. Say that was a thing, and and that developing that potential is great, really enjoyable, and 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 has been a fascinating uh, job. And all the connections. I mean, a great moment for us was, you know, seeing Gainsborough go to Europe, and being showing him in places where he'd, there'd never been Gainsborough exhibitions, like Holland, Germany, and Russia. And there was huge response, and people loved it. And then and people see Gainsborough this wonderful icon of Britishness too you know they see him as the quintessential English painter which is a great thing for for us too and we would we'll hope to draw and we would like to work internationally and share exhibitions and everything we won't be sharing anything with Russia at the moment but but we we we, have, we, have, we are working with um, um, Belgium at the moment over this our Flemish exhibition at the moment so which has been a great experience for us because um, and our next exhibition, 
which is um, Treasures from Warburn, Art Treasures, um, has two really great Gainsborough's painted when Gainsborough was living in Ipswich. Um, they were painted as overmantles for um, the Duke of, of Bedford um, at Woburn Abbey, and they're coming on display here. And what the exhibition will show is the influences that Gainsborough had, like Dutch landscape painting from the 17th century that really influenced Gainsborough, in the exhibition with his pictures, and then the, the landscape paintings that Gainsborough went on to influence. So they kind of, he's in the middle, Gainsborough, where he came from and where he went to, and um, we, we think that would be a very good thing for people to see here and to have those pictures um, really exhibited for the first time here. So, so uh, what got you, the young Mark, into art? Are you a frustrated artist? or? Well, I started, I trained as an artist originally. I went to the Slade School of Art and did sort of, you know, this is going back. Then I, then I became more interested in art history and studied art history and that's what is, but I've always, you know, I've always been interested in visual art that's been my that's what makes me get up in the morning you know it's one of the things that 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 will and you know just continues to inspire me and 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 going into museums is wanting to to create things to share that enthusiasm and to share that joy that I get from it so that other people can enjoy it and um, and and that's my hope here is that people get great joy and inspiration from from coming here and that's if we do that it's a really you know is, is um, we've achieved something if we, if we can do that. From the mulberry tree outside in the gardens here at Gainsborough's house, lovely new National Museum for Gainsborough, uh, a really well-known artist from around the world, and here in Sudbury, this fantastic new building. Uh, it's a project organised, or I guess headed by uh, Mark Bills, who's the director, who's our guest today, uh, reviving an artist's birthplace. And, and we're in some of the original buildings here, I think, Mark. We, we are. Well, this, this building here, we're in between um, what was Gainsborough's house, where Gainsborough was born and lived as a child, and the, and, and the new building and, and, and the, 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 the Reavers' cottages that are now a uh, cafe. Um, and it was actually... Um, lived in by Gainsborough's brother, who was called Scheming Jack, because he was a rather eccentric inventor. And he invented all sorts of things, including a, a flying machine and um, a self-rocking cradle. And, um, you know, and, and really, I mean, quite, I think quite eccentric. And, um, but Gainsborough used to send him money you know, on a regular basis to look after him because I think he, and, um, but so, so it's nice to, and, and the great thing about this building is it links the, everything together. So we're, we're sort of, um, you know, we're all one, one, one site now. It's allowed us to have a better shop as well as to have a larger cafe, all those sort of things. So that's, that's serendipity. That kind of worked quite well because the building was occupied, but all the businesses chose to move out during um, lockdown. And so we moved in. And that's, that's really helped us with space, which we, which we desperately need. And we've had to employ a lot more people to run the, the site, so we've got office space for everybody. How long did all of this take? Did you sort of have a, a dream, and then you spoke to people and uh, went to Heritage Lottery? Because it's several million pounds that this has cost. It's quite a lot of money, and I think it came through. And I think you have to... It, 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 you know, we spoke to a lot of people. I knew that the only way that Gainsborough's house could... It was on a downward spiral, um, cut, make cutting costs and everything, and, 
and, the, and, and with that, the visitor experience was getting worse and everything. It was a downward thing that we needed to be on an upward spiral. And we also needed more space because that was the main thing, to give a better um, visitor experience, to be able to sell more, to make money for resilience going forward. The key was, and to be much more of an inspiring place for people and, and spaces to do more things. So everything had to be contained within, within the house, which was too much. Now we can let the house be a house and we can, we've got exhibition galleries, etc. All that had to take place. So I knew the main problem was space and everything. We had brainstorms with all the people who you know, had owned a Gainsborough or were interested in Gainsborough or involved in some way. We spoke to the town. We, we, you know, we had a lot of consultation sessions about doing this. And, the, um, and then we, I, I contacted the owner of um, a semi-derelict labour exchange and car park and said, were they interested in, in selling it? And, um, and they said, yes. And then, um, and then we were coming an options agreement with them, and then they suddenly said, "Actually, we want to sell it. We found a buyer." And uh, we thought, "Oh my goodness me!" And I said, "You can't. You need to." He said, "Well, you've got three weeks to buy it." And we didn't know what to do because this was our future. And um, thanks to Baber District Council, who stepped in and purchased the site, and then rented it to us um, at a kind of peppercorn rent. And then, just before the building project started, they gave it as a gift for in-kind towards the lottery. And that was, so they were, the Baber District Council were, you know, enormously helpful in making this happen. Well, lots of people were. We couldn't have done it without the lottery project, who gave um, over five million towards the project. Um, we also had individuals, so we have galleries named after people like Timothy and Mary Claude Gallery, the David Pike Drawings Gallery, individuals who gave, you know, significant money to be able to to realise that because we are an independent trust. We don't have, um, you know, uh, we don't have uh, somebody who just gives us the money to run. We have to go out and earn it. And also, not only the big trusts and, you know, and, and wealthy philanthropic individuals, but also lots of people in the town bought a brick. You know, we sold lots of bricks at £20 a brick. And, you know, hundreds and, well, thousands of those bricks were bought by people in memory of their family, friends, or just wanted to help. So that was a really good thing. So everybody, and we liked that because I think it meant people felt they had a part and an ownership in the building, which, which they do. Um, and... Yeah, and since we've opened, it's it's um, it's we're on track where we expected. You know, things are things are good. You know, it's great to just walk out in, on a dull, cold winter's day and see people in the galleries. You know, that is a, a that's a new experience for us all. It's only, I mean, it only reopened in in December, the official yeah. reopening, and so on. So for you, uh, as you travel into work every day, do you? I mean. Do you have to pinch yourself? It must be so exciting. It was so lovely to get the tour, for example. Oh, no, it's great. And, and that's the sort of thing. And it was, if I'm feeling a bit stressed or over, what's nice is just to go out and walk around. You know, actually, that's quite a nice thing. And the driving to work is just, a, I have the most amazing driving to work. 
and, and said, apart from potholes. And you mentioned support. I know that we should mention Maggie Hamling, who, in fact, yeah. is going to be exhibiting here later this year as yeah. well. Um, Griff Rees-Jones. So you've had lots of local support as well. Lots of local support. Really important. And uh, those figures, you know, um, Maggie Hamlin um, in particular, as um, we did an art auction, um, and she, she uh, well, she probably coerced her artist friends into giving, um, and they did. And we sold, you know, made quite a lot of money towards the project from that. And and also it felt good that artists wanted to to give, you know. They give works and we sold them and the money went to the project. Um, but Maggie's been very good like that. She's opened doors. She's, she created a print called Gainsborough Gold, which we sell. And lots of people, we printed, I think, 2,000 or so of those and they're still selling. Uh, we, we, and, um, and she's helped us in so many ways. And so it's fantastic um, that she'll be exhibited here in summer. And uh, the theme of her exhibition is all around her kind of Suffolk roots and background. So all the old people she knows here and the sort of thing. So it's very much about sort of uh, about that. And that, that will be really exciting, really good to have here. And, um, and very pleased she wants to, wants to ex- exhibit here. We're living in tough times, aren't we, at the moment? I mean, you, you saw th- this project worked through the pandemic, didn't it? It got the, the downturn in terms of productivity and so on at the moment. So what have you got any advice what, what, for, for people who are trying to do a project, trying to keep their businesses? Is there, is there a, an underlying sort of thing that you've learned through this? I think what one learns more than anything is that people aren't stupid, you know. People will... Um, people will gravitate to something that's worthwhile and they will do that and I think it's I think if we produce something that's worthwhile and a great experience people will come you know what whatever yeah sure we have to market it we have to do all those things but actually I think that's that's the core but then I think there's something special in Sudbury and I think that's a sort of and that's I said I said before that's about uh, bringing that out I mean in terms of money and times it's difficult you know we have to charge um, for people to come here um, because you know and you know if uh, you know every ticket what our admissions covers about 25 percent of our costs probably so they're heavily subsidized but despite that we still want to ensure that everybody can see this so throughout the year we have free days that we allow people to come in for free so every exhibition that we have there's an opportunity to see it for free um, throughout the year, so that's that's quite important. We also have a friend scheme, so people can join, um, at, at like an annual pack, and see every, can come free all year round, and that's proving really popular because I think people know a bargain when they see one. <laughs> that comes from a Yorkshireman, doesn't it? Although, well, although you know, honorary Suffolk yeah, men now. No, well, yeah, yeah we're, we're notoriously mean. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think I think no, absolutely, and I think um, and people do, and that's why the the membership scheme is is doing very well, and because it is it is really good value. You can see nine exhibitions in a year, you know, and um, for forty five pounds, um, and 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 come in every day if you want. And we have schemes where people then you can bring a friend and things. So it's it's sort of that's proving you know quite popular. I'm very pleased to say. Brilliant, and 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 we've seen people here today turning up from all over the place. Uh, it's your thirty second chance to, to to give us a plug. So come on, tell us when you're open, how people can get in touch, where you are. Great. Well, we're right in the heart of Sudbury. That's the thing. Right in the centre. We're open seven days a week, from ten o'clock in the morning till five o'clock at night, and. Um, 
um, and you know, and we get a warm welcome here all the time. We've also got wonderful rooms that people can hire as well if they want, with the, the wonderful views over Sudbury. So, um, yeah, I would just say if you haven't seen it, really, we've tr we've done photographs, we've got out there, but you know, it's really the experience. You can't. It's very difficult for us to capture actually the experience from what people say. You've really got to come and see it for yourselves. Mark, you, you deserve lots of congratulations. You must be really proud. I'm very proud and very proud of the team that we, you know, getting all this together. And, um, you know, we've worked with lots of people and lots of support. And it's really thanks to their sort of um, their support and commitment that we've got such a, a great project here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Suffolk Money Podcast supported by Kingsfleet. I'm so grateful that you've joined us. I really want to say a very big thank you to the team who put all this together, to Sally Birch for organising uh, people to be interviewed, for Kevin Birch in editing everything and ensuring it all comes to you in good condition, uh, for Joy Day uh, ensuring that everything goes online and that our graphics and images are all accurate and to Leslie Dolphin. So grateful that Leslie has been able to join us and continue interviewing really interesting people in Suffolk. So on that theme, please do let us know through our Facebook page, through Twitter, uh, or indeed through our website, if you have any great stories from Suffolk. We're looking for different ways in which you can use your money, how you can spend it. So we're looking to speak with entrepreneurs and business leaders, how you can save it. So we're looking to speak with financial experts or how you can give it away. And that's how charities and community groups can become very much part of our story. So please do let us know if there's anything you'd like to hear. And, and please tell your friends and family and colleagues about this. And we hope that uh, they'll be able to join us. And if you can give a five-star rating on the uh, podcast provider of your choice, then it will help others to find uh, the output that we put together for you. So please do join us again on another edition of the Suffolk Money Podcast. Thank you.